This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. And uh, yeah, Lance, this is uh, Podcast 28. We're uh, moving right along. I'm, I'm sure the Reach Around Foundation would be proud. I'd like to thank the Reach Around Foundation for sponsoring this fine program. Uh, from what I hear, they're very happy with the work we're doing. That's good. That's good. You know, I'd like to, one of these days, go into like the other podcasts that they're doing. You know, and I know they're doing a few other ones as well. But Yeah, they are. So. Yeah, I think they're definitely doing us a favor by. But I don't think now is the time for by that. By sponsoring this, no. We need to make sure that they're all right with us endorsing the other podcasts. Whether you know they're doing as good a work as us is debatable. True, true. I agree with you. So, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah, dude. Podcast twenty eight. I'm uh, definitely excited about this. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into uh, the articles. There's there's just so much going on in the news that we have a lot to get through with this podcast. But one thing I wanted to mention is something that's just been annoying me for the past month or so is this whole World Cup fever. Well, that's why one of the reasons why I'm doing so good is it's finally over. I know, exactly. It's like, thank God it's fucking done. And I know, I know I, I, we run the risk of alienating our European and Australian and... Uh, you know, fans that live abroad that are all like soccer. Yeah, Pakistani. Um, you know, the, the fans that, that, that soccer is their life. But really, you know, football, soccer, whatever you're going to... We're going to call it soccer because we're Americans. Yes. I just couldn't give a fuck less about that sport. Neither can I. And this doesn't didn't seem like... I. What is it? It comes up around every two years. But this year, this World Cup... Hasn't it just been way more in your face than you ever remember? Like, back when I was a kid, you never heard shit about it. Dude, you know what I remember? It's like, okay, so the World Cup was going on. Everyone's just kind of like, yeah, U.S. is going to lose, like, in the first game. So maybe that's why we just don't give a fuck about it. But, you know, this time it was all over the news. And the, the thing that got me, the rub, is the fact that my friends, my sister's boyfriend... We're all like, you know, they all got swept up into this World Cup fever. It's just yeah. like, yeah, we're going to go to the bar and watch the game. Or, no, I can't go out because we're watching the game. And it's just like, dude, like, for for example, I don't want to use his real name here, but uh, we'll call him Damn Turd. Damn Turd is a perfect example. Good friend of uh, Lance and mine. This guy refused to go out because he's watching the game. Now, Damn Turd never played soccer in his entire life. The guy's he's, like six he's foot He's not the right nine. shape to play soccer. No, he's a big, tall, googly-eyed freak. And it's like he's sitting here saying, oh, I gotta watch the game. I'm really into the World Cup now. And it's just like, dude, you don't like any sports. Not only that, but he has to get up early in the morning to go watch it because, you know, the time zone differences and everything. Dude, people are getting up at 6 o'clock to watch these games. Retarded. You know, no, but I mean, they're fanatical about it, and I don't want to condemn someone for liking some sport. But what I want to get into is, why? Why are people so into soccer? You know, I mean, to the point where it's like, why are there these hooligans that are beating each other senseless over these games? I mean, do you think that the like English soccer fans are more violent than the, the Oakland Raider Nation? You know, the Raider Nation, everyone always says the Raider Nation. It's like those... You know, homunculus fucking dudes that, that paint their faces, 
and go to these games and yeah, but the beat Raider, the shit out of each other after after the games. Yeah, but they they'll, they'll beat up on one person. The Raider Nation will like English soccer hooligans will just start a riot and burn the stadium down. Dude, they go insane. Yeah. You, you hear They're about definitely the, crazier. You hear about the stampedes going on in uh, like South America. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I don't understand it. I don't understand why soccer is so popular around the world. And and second, why are people so interested in these games? Which I seriously think they're as boring as baseball. <laughs> I would say they're as boring as bowling. And I don't mean to offend people. Seriously, I don't want like. I know we're probably going to get like a thousand emails from our English fans. They're like, what are you doing, mate? You don't understand the game. We're going to come over there and give you a bonk on your <laughs> noggin, you know? I don't know. I mean, for me, the whole thing is like all these games are the final outcomes, at least the big important ones, the final outcomes determined by penalty shots, right? Dude. That are made because some guy doesn't get fouled, but some you know some dude from the other team brushes up against him in the penalty box, and the guy you know puts on this big you know Academy Award winning uh, uh, acting job where he falls down, he's flailing all over. He's the place. holding his knee, he's yeah. crying because the guy's like the other dude's shoelace like brushed brushed up against his kneecap or something. No, and but, that, and then that guy takes a dive. The ref calls a you know penalty kick in the in the in the box, and uh, you know that goal because because there's the no because there's no other go- goals in like a you know hour and a half long game. No, exactly. It's so what happens is like these games they go for like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, something like that, and they're scoreless. It's just like a bunch of dudes kicking a ball back and forth. Right. No no goal nor no goals are being scored, and then the whole game's decided at the very end. When okay. someone so, slides so into nobody, somebody. So if nobody scores on a penalty kick in the game, then yeah, the game's tied and they, they decide the whole game with by penalty taking kicks, all right? the yeah, by taking all the players off the field. It's like why'd you even play the game? If all these big important games are gonna have shootouts at the end, why do that? I mean hockey they'll have shootouts, but only after they've done three periods of overtime and like you've been you've been watching like five hours of hockey and you're just like, God damn, get it over with. Like flip a coin or something, you know? Well what I don't get is why don't they do like a sudden death match, you know? It's right. just like it has to be decided by a goal. Is it because then the game's gonna go on for four hours? Yeah, but you just uh. you, the answer being like hockey, you you have a sudden death, but you do have a limitation on it. Like after they've been playing for three hours, then 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 so you have add an extra kicks. five minutes, sudden death. And then do the penalty add kicks. A, add, 10. Thir- add 30 minutes of sudden death, and it's over when somebody scores a goal. But but the fact of the matter is, because of the way the game is, the rules of the game, it's decided by who's the best actor. It's it's, it's all histrionics. It's like some guy's going to fall down and start crying. And you notice that because they're not, they're not getting penalties as, as much in the beginning of the games. But at the end of the games, right. that's when you see someone sitting there on the field crying. Yeah, and somebody's going to say, oh, well, they're wore out, and that's why there's more fouls and people go down. But that's fucking dude, bullshit, Dude, but there are dude. no real injuries in soccer. No. I'm sorry. You know, well, okay, rugby, be- you get fucked up in rugby. Football. You get fucked up in football. Even basketball, you get pretty fucked up. I mean, these guys are massive, like, huge yeah. freak. You yeah. know, they're freakishly tall. Yeah, one of their arms, like, swings but into it's your soccer. face, and it's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, it's soccer. It's like, oh, I twisted my ankle. They're God. All, you know, they all weigh, like, 140 pounds, and they're just, you know, like, 5'8 or something. Dude, the, you know who? You know who? how you decide who's a good soccer player is who can cry the best? Yeah, I think that, that's, that's what, what it is. It's determined by crying. It's like I'm sure the coaches coach the players into crying. They probably have drama queens, like drama actors, like coaches yeah. come in there and be like, okay, now, hold, no, it's not believable. Seriously, 
Zidane or Zidane or whatever just holds your foot and you know in your hand and yeah. cry. We want to see tears here. I want to see the emotion, <laughs> or or else they just cut open. It's a big, method acting, or else they just cut open a big bag of onions on the sidelines. Like I don't. All right, know, go yeah. out. <laughs> Although you know what, though, I get so much hate mail. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I do have to admit, though, I was impressed with that. I'm gonna call him Zidane. I don't know how to say his fucking name. That's fine. With but me. I was impressed with the Frenchie that headbutted that Italian guy. Yeah. Because from what I've read, there's a lot of shit talking that goes on in yeah. soccer. Well, apparently the guy he plays for the French team, but he's uh, Algerian or something. And the guy said his you know mother was a terrorist whore. <laughs> His mother—that's what he said. His mother is a the terrorist. Other dude whore. Said to him, and then he headbutted him. But it was even kind of a pussy headbutt. It was like, dude, he it head- knocked him on the ground. Yeah, but he headbutted the dude's chest. Like you're supposed to headbutt the bridge of the guy's nose and completely smash his face to pieces. Yeah, I know the guy wasn't even injured from it. English hooligan soccer hooligans would know how to give a real headbutt. So if you're saying it was Beckham, Beckham would have fucked the guy up with well, his. Well, he's forehead. not a hooligan. He's a player. I'm saying the guys in the stands at an English game would have been like, that ain't a real headbutt, mate. <laughs> Now, this is a headbutt, you know? And, yeah, it and your like, face yeah. would just be fucking flat as a board and just blood would be shooting Lasagna. out your ears. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I mean, I saw that. And, and there's, been, there's been like a bunch of videos going around online, I've noticed, of, the, of making fun of that guy's headbutts. Uh, one, one of the ones we were watching just before this podcast, I just want to announce this uh, URL here, www.dashes.com slash A-N-I-L. 2006 slash 07 slash 11 slash Zidane underscore world underscore CU. It's animated thing and little music thing, Benny Hill music, and him just like headbutting the fuck out of a bunch of people. Anything is better with Benny Hill music. Maybe if they played all the World Cup games with Benny Hill music, I would like it. So who do you think has the worst soccer hooligan? So English, English fans? I'd have to say England. You know, I was reading something that if uh, England was playing Germany, all the English fans would have showed up wearing Hitler mustaches. I think uh, <laughs> which would have been great. I believe France played Germany, and the French, and it was in France, and the French police basically put out a broadcast that said, "Any French person that makes the Seagull, you know, like Hitler salute, will be immediately, you know, thrown in the slammer," and because they, they knew it was going to happen, you know, just taunting. And they're just waiting for it. They would have arrested you for doing a Seagull. <laughs> yeah, then that would have been great. So you know what? I, I just want to let it go. I just wanted to rant for a little bit, and I am relieved that the World Cup is over. Finally. And to the chagrin of, I think most of our audience, and we're probably going to get a lot of hate mail about this. But hey, we're, you Bring know, we're, we're open for discussion. Okay, this this subject is open for debate. This is just a you know ignorant American view of football, soccer. I think it's mainly because sour grapes, because we just suck every year. Every time we're in the World Cup, we just suck. I think it's because our athletes are playing real sports. You know, like football yeah. or uh, American football or real baseball or something. Pay, real sports that pay real money. Although you got to admit, baseball is pretty fucking boring, too. I have a difference of opinion with you on that. Well, but. anyway, let me let me move on here. That um, I did read one cool article, though, about the World Cup, which cracked me up. Please arrest cement soccer ball pranksters. You hear about this? Uh, I heard a little bit about it, but why don't you fill me in on the details? So this was happening in Berlin. I guess police in Berlin said on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, they had arrested two men on suspicion of placing cement-filled soccer balls around the city and inviting people to kick them. So I guess they were filling these soccer balls full of cement, placing them in strategic locations around the city, and then hanging a printed message like by a lamppost or tree that says, Can you kick it? And so two people were seriously injured. Yeah, you got to admit it's very tempting if you saw that. To not, it'd be yeah, hard to not kick it. If you saw a soccer it. ball just there with a sign that said, can you kick it, you'd just reach back and just kick it. Yeah, and I'd break my foot apart on the concrete ball. 
Well, I guess that's what happened. And uh, so they identified, I don't know, they found these guys pretty quickly, a 26-year-old and a 29-year-old man who had a workshop in their apartment where they were making these uh, cement balls in their bathtub. So, um, yeah, you know what? I, I think my hat's off to those guys. <laughs> you know, seriously, it's pretty funny. Those are the type of people that make World Cup fun. Yeah. And there's a little bit more about that. I would have liked that. Also, I heard that the uh, brothels in Germany had record numbers. Mm-hmm. You can imagine. I mean, all those fans going to Germany and just like, you know, hey, we're all drunk and checking out soccer, and they're on that soccer high. They're like, yeah, I believe I we said gotta that, go get laid. I believe I said that one of the games was in France, and that's just that shows how little of it I watched. I get the, all the games were in Germany, so it must have been the German police. But anyways, yeah, I, I that's neither too, here nor there. I get too angry watching those games, but we need to move on. As I said before, we have a lot to cover. There are a lot of good articles in the uh, news. A lot of sick and wrong events. Quick recap of the show: the way sick and wrong works. It's a competition between. Uh, Wackerly and myself here. Uh, what we do is we find the most disturbing article on the, uh, you know, in the newspapers, the most disturbing current article we presented here on the show, and we invite the listening audience to vote. Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com as to which article is the most repulsive, and the winner gets a case of beer. It's a case of uh, MGD. And I believe last week for podcast 27, I started it off so uh, Wackerly. I'm going to hand the uh, mic over to you. For podcast 28. Uh, my story this week comes from the deep, deep Midwest. You know, like we're from the Midwest, but we're from sort of like the more, I don't know, a little bit more cultured area. Of the Almost Midwest. more East Coast. Midwest, right. It's sort of know. right in the borderline. Michigan's close to Pennsylvania. You know. But this is from Iowa. This Ohio. is like, this is total corn country. Yeah. This is, th- these are also called the flyover states right. because the states in the middle really just don't matter. There's nothing there. They're irrelevant. Do you even know of a city in Iowa? Des Moines. Oh, right. Did you ever go there? No. No. Never want to? I'd rather cut my balls off. <laughs> Anyways, this happened in Denison, Iowa. So, an Iowa judge has denied unemployment benefits to a man who claimed discrimination after being fired from the ethanol plant that he worked at. Ethanol is like an automobile fuel that they make from corn, hence oh, okay. it's from Iowa. Sometimes they blend it with gasoline, but I guess it works just fine just as it is even. I mean, it's just, it's like really, really high. It's like 95% alcohol. You can use ethanol as a substitute for gasoline or is yes, it Yes, you can. Okay. Usually they blend it, but you can also just use it pure as it is. So why car. are we fighting for oil in Iraq? Well, uh, we're not going to talk about <laughs> Let's just that. fight for corn. This isn't, this isn't the, uh, you know, environmental show and it's not the politics show either. So that's, okay. that story is way out of our league. Um, Corey, yep. Corey Niedermeyer was 42 and he was fired in April from, uh, this company that makes ethanol. Um, one day, uh, earlier in April, you know, I guess, well, no, the day that he got fired, basically, um, he came into work and, uh, I should probably mention that Corey is a severe recovering alcoholic. <laughs> okay. That might be important. So, uh, he's an alcoholic and he works at this, um, ethanol plant. Yeah. So, which isn't really alcohol. I mean, it's like fuel. <laughs> Yeah, but you you'd think, think you'd think there wouldn't be a problem, but obviously this being the sick and wrong show, there is a problem. <laughs> okay, yeah, or else we wouldn't be discussing this. Right. So he showed up for work in April, actually the twenty-first of April, um, and saw that there had been a little bit of a spill of this fuel alcohol, hundreds of gallons of one hundred and ninety proof, which is ninety-five percent alcohol. Jesus, that's strong. Which is take ethanol. a shot of that. Um, it was contained in a six-inch deep holding pond that was about 30 feet by 24 feet. 
So a gigantic puddle of this stuff is on, like, the concrete. If you touch this stuff, is it going to burn your skin off? I mean... Um, you know... Have you ever gotten, irritate your skin? Have you ever gotten gasoline on your skin? Oh, okay, it'd feel like that. It kind of starts itching after a while. You ever it's get not gasoline like, on your nuts? Yes, I actually have, and it's horrible. God, I don't even want to ask you how you... We, we're going to have to do another <laughs> personal sick and wrong story, and that'll be mine. Remind me of that, by the way, because I forgot about it. You're getting adventurous in your choose, choice of lubes here. Yeah, well, I was a kid at the time, so... Um, but so he sees this, you know, recovering alcoholic, sees this giant pool on the ground, it's concrete, of, of ethanol. And I love the way this guy talks. Cause he he's like, starts salivating. But listen to the way this guy talks. He's totally one of those, like, b- bombastic alcoholics that tries to, like, sound smart so you don't think he's, like, a complete bum. But it's just <laughs> hilarious to hear him talk. So he goes, I am a recovering alcoholic, and I thought about the availability of this alcohol throughout the day. So it's like talking to him. <laughs> drink me. Drink me. <laughs> that's, what he, that's, that's code for what he's saying. Or what he's saying is code for that. Curious about the taste and its effects, I dipped into this lake of liquor and drank what I considered to be a two to three ounces. Jesus, dude, if you see a toxic substance on the ground at a plant that you work on, the first thing going through my mind would be like, I wonder what that tastes like. Yeah, he works for a I'm chem- curious. He works at a chemical manufacturing plant and he like cannot resist drinking this stuff. That man has a problem. So he thinks he said, and this is another drunk thing. You under you uh, you downplay the amount that you drink. So he says, "I drank what I considered to be two two or three ounces, which is like you know, if the cops ask you how many beers you've had, you're like, oh, about two, when you've really had like twelve. <laughs> um, the next the next thing I remember is waking up in Crawford County Memorial Hospital. Dude, I mean, it must have burned through his stomach. Well, here's his what digestive happened. tract. His coworkers uh, found him in an incoherent state, unable to say his name or the day of the week. But and that's typical. Yeah, they obviously, they obviously <laughs> called. They obviously called the you know nine one one. The ambulance came, took him to. Or he's fucked up again. The ambulance took him to the hospital. He had a .72 blood alcohol level, which is almost double the level that is considered potentially fatal for many adults. Basically, .72. Twice the lethal amount of alcohol in his blood. When you got your DUI, what was your alcohol point? I don't even remember, but I think it was like .18 or something. Yeah, I had like a .15. And I was hammered. Yeah, I, I was I was wasted, dude. I had yeah. puked before I got into my automobile. <laughs> We're such great, upstanding citizens. <laughs> Don't be like us, people. So he said he he said he says he think he remembers drinking two to three ounces. But another thing that the uh, his coworkers they found three empty soda bottles, like twenty ounces, that can't contain trace amounts of the fuel. So I think he was just working and making these like trailer park cocktails, you know, like <laughs> Mountain Dew and ethanol, Diet Coke and ethanol, probably all day long or all morning till the, till his coworkers found. So him he was just probably days. dipping the Mountain Dew bottle oh, yeah, into yeah, yeah. the ethanol. Pot. Pond. Yeah. I'll just spike a little, just top off this little Mountain Dew a little bit. So obviously he was fired, but the reason he's in court is because now he's suing, suing his employer to get uh, benefits. Because, you know, if you're fired, you don't get unemployment benefits, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Or something like that. I don't, no, if you're fired for misconduct, you don't. If you're oh, okay. laid off, you do. So he's he's suing and he's saying, the judge, is, the judge asks him, why would you drink that fuel? <laughs> and he says, <laughs> I don't have a good ex- explanation for that curiosity because <laughs> i'm a disgusting drunk is why because i'm inbred and i'm from iowa right so is him and niedermeyer is arguing that his employer shares in the responsibility for the incident because the spill at the plant provided him a quote-unquote opportunity to drink 
discriminating against him dude uh his employer is discriminating dude. against him due to his disease of alcoholism did you know his employers have probably been waiting for years to can this guy oh you know he's just a horrible employee yeah even if he's recovering, he probably drinks during lunchtime. Well, I think he's recovering. I think he probably hadn't drank for a long time, and this was just like too much for him to bear. So he's probably just well, one of those really annoying, dry, drunk type think, people, like the president. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I think he has to thank his tolerance for saving his life. Oh yeah, I think so too. If he hadn't, you know, spent years training his liver to process that amount of alcohol, he would he'd be, be dead. dead. But yeah. then again, he probably wouldn't have tried it to begin with. Ex- yeah, chicken and the egg. That's chicken and the egg. So just to close this up really quickly, uh, the judge is like, yeah, right, no way. And she says, the uh, the employer has a right to expl- expect employees not to drink the fuel. Just because <laughs> some of the eth- ethanol leaked onto the floor is not a good reason for the claimant to drink automobile fuel. <laughs> and Niedermeyer's final comment, well, you know, they ask him, like, well, how's it going? You know, how's your, are you, are you back on the wagon? Uh, and he says, things are going pretty well until that day at work. <laughs> Until that so day, so that at means work. this totally threw him off the wagon. He's probably drinking full time again. Yeah, <laughs> demon ethanol. Yeah, I wonder how much this man has to drink to get drunk, though. So that's pretty disgusting, right? Just drinking stuff off well, the ground, just a disgusting drunk. I don't it's know. it's, it's definitely wrong. I think it's wrong more so than sick. I mean, I I don't know. I, on the sick and wrong scale, one being not so sick, ten being very sick. I'm gonna have to give that probably a five. Because it's, it's borderline. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you giving it? On the sick and wrong scale, you're right. You know, I'm going to give it a 6.9. But just on the great story scale, I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it on the, on the, uh, you know, the uh, scale of just being a fucking idiot. I'm going to have to give that a 10. Right. But just for the sick and wrong scale, it's going to have to be a 5. But hey. All right, let's hear yours, Let's just let the Pally. listening audience vote on this one. As but, always. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know what? I actually found a uh, semi-related story. So uh, let me get on with it here. Podcast 28, here's my story. Which also has to do with uh, abuse of a drug, controlled substance. Although ethanol is not really controlled, but... It's controlled by the fucking transportation agency <laughs> yeah okay so mine's a mine's an actual narcotic here it's a it's a control a banned substance so this is like one of those movie plots where it's like the drunks versus the druggy kids yeah the All drunks right. versus the druggy kids and that's what happened here so this happened in a uh, boulder colorado boulder bikers and joggers confront bridge trolls so this wow. article i started laughing as soon as i started reading it because this article basically has to do with that uh, people who can't handle their drugs. So we're not talking about really ugly old gay dudes who are trolling for young dudes? No, we're not talking drinks. about actual trolls. Not that Or kind of uh, troll. scary old homo trolls. Okay. No, we're, we're, right. we're, we're speaking about um, acid-induced-freaky people who can't handle their drug trolls. Oh, those kind of trolls. Okay. So according to reports from Boulder Police, several joggers encountered a modern-day variety of bridge trolls in a park near the intersection of uh, Colorado Avenue. This happened on July 7th. Although the trolls may have taken it a step too far when they challenged an off-duty Boulder County Sheriff's deputy. So, um... <laughs> Those are some brave trolls. Yeah, police said they came across the encounter mid-afternoon, which the off-duty sergeant faced off with Robert Hibbs of uh, Boulder, Colorado, 
with a head full of acid armed with broken golf clubs. Those Hibs boys are all hopped up on goofballs. <laughs> As the police officers took Hibs, 19 years old, into custody, he allegedly insisted he was a troll and claimed that the bridge that he was on was his own. This is what reports state. Several written witnesses noticed that Hibbs and his companion, Bradley Beauville, also 19, were confronting joggers and bikers attempting to cross the bridge, and they were demanding a toll of $1. <laughs> so, so they That's were, pretty reasonable, I think. I would pay it. Yeah, a buck. You know, if, uh, if, if two guys came up to me, and they're you know, were holding golf clubs, and they were fucked up on acid. And Their they, pupils are like the size of quarters. Yeah, and they were demanding a dollar for me to cross the bridge. I think I'd probably pay for it, too. I'd, I'd sit around to watch their acid-induced hijinks a little bit for my, you know, get some entertainment for my money. So Beauville, I don't think was, apparently, I don't think was as fucked up as his friend Hibbs. Um, he did not tell police that he believed himself to be a troll, but did offer an alternative explanation, telling police he thought he and his friend Hibbs were having a bad acid trip. Oh, that is <laughs> He actually admitted to doing acid to the police. That's not a good and idea. And it's just like, oh, really? So you guys were pretending, you guys actually thought that you were trolls and were accosting people on a bridge demanding entrance, you know, demanding a toll to cross the bridge. Yeah, I'd say that might be a bad acid trip. So Boville <laughs> sounds like some good acid, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it turned bad, but yeah, it sounds like uh, they were pretty fucked up. So Boville told police that uh, he had taken a single tab of LSD and Hibbs had taken five. <laughs> <laughs> the two had rolled a big joint. He allegedly told police and found themselves without without either a lighter or a dollar with which to buy a lighter. And subsequently, they had begun asking people for money for a toll, people who were crossing the bridge. Uh, an off-duty deputy painted the more violent side of the situation. Apparently, what the deputy said is they were armed with golf clubs, broken golf clubs, and they Traditional were going... Traditional troll weaponry. Yeah, <laughs> they were going up to people, and if people weren't paying the toll, they were attacking them with golf clubs. <laughs> so I guess they had attacked a couple... Um, hit a woman in the leg and hit another man who uh, started running. They're chasing after a few other people. And apparently this deputy was riding his bike, and uh, he was riding his bike across the bridge, and when they confronted him demanding a uh, toll, the uh, deputy said that he had neither a piece, of, uh, a coin of gold or a goat with which to pay them. <laughs> I guess they were demanding gold or a goat. I, I, I don't you know. You know what the funny thing is? They wanted to buy a they wanted a lighter, right? Why weren't they just trying to get lighters off these people? Because when you're really You mean fucked, just get a light? Yeah, or or a lighter. I mean, give me a lighter and you can cross the bridge and then, you know, when you're on acid, the last thing you want to do is go into a store and buy something. Yeah, but dude, these guys thought they were trolls. Right. I mean, five hits of acid. <laughs> you you gotta be a little fucked There's up. There's always that one guy who just overdoes it. Yeah, I mean, the one guy probably was just kind of playing along because he's like, yeah, my friend's pretty fucked up. He's definitely freaking out here. But hey, you know, whatever. I can play along. Okay, we're trolls. You yeah. Know? yeah, let's demand a tool for the bridge. But then when his friend turned violent with, you know, armed yeah, then with the, the golf, golf club, clubs come out and it gets a little weird. And I bet you his friend was probably like, you know what? I'm just not going to stop him at this point. I don't even know if I would. Like, if I was tripping with you and you were demanding a, you know, a toll. <laughs> To cross the, I don't think I would try to talk you down. I think I would just kind of be like, yeah, I'm just going to let him go. <laughs> let, him, <laughs> let him get it out of its system. <laughs> I'm just going to watch this and enjoy. But, uh, okay, so the uh, deputy here, having neither a piece of gold nor a goat with which to gain passage, forced his way past Hibbs, who responded by hitting the deputy with the golf club. Ooh, bad the, idea. I know. The deputy then um, 
wrestled with him and apparently uh, secured the golf club himself, with which he struck Hibbs across the chest and shoulder repeatedly, breaking the club, but not phasing Hibbs. <laughs> Hibbs had a bloody nose and I guess a couple broken bones. He had troll powers. And then they managed to uh, subdue him. Strength of troll. Yeah, I, I guess also what was going on too, uh, the off-duty sergeant said, and other witnesses said that um, after they had crossed the bridge, Hibbs would tell Beauville to go stab them. <laughs> Even though Beauville didn't have a knife, Beauville insisted to police that he had not stabbed anyone, which is apparently true. Um, kind of getting to the end here, but the strangest part of the reports, however, noted that a large joint found in Beauville's front pocket appeared to be rolled out of two $20 bills. So I, I guess they did have money. Yeah, but they just already, had rolled joints with the money. They'd already used it for doobie paper. And police said Beauville, who just seems to be a fucking idiot, took them to his nearby apartment where they confiscated three more grams of marijuana, 11 marijuana pipes and bongs, and a number of other golf clubs. <laughs> so uh, both these guys have been arrested for possession of a controlled substance. They're lucky they didn't have acid on them because... Uh, That's a big-time crime. Yeah, if, if you get caught with a hit of acid, you're doing time, aren't you? Yeah, they have different classes. Like, that's a class A drug or something. You know, it's comparable to cr having crack or heroin. <laughs> so it says here that uh, both apparently finished their trip, or perhaps fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that troll thing worked out for them in the slammer. Lodged at the Boulder <laughs> County Jail. But could you imagine a worse place to trip on acid? No. I mean, handcuffed in a, in a jail cell? And this um, dude's on five hits, dude. I mean, he must have been flipping out. In the hospital getting your stomach pumped out, that would suck. You know, as a matter of fact, that happened to my brother. Ugh. Yeah, this, this happened Nightmare. a few years ago when he was in high school and during his reckless days, although I don't think he's really changed much over the years, as everyone could tell from Podcast 25. But I guess uh, when he was younger, he took like six hits of acid and just totally flipped out and started attacking a police officer or something. He was subdued, and they uh, put him in a straitjacket, and he was... All fucked up, screaming in this hospital, in uh, in the in the prison, in the county jail, mm. and they ended up having to take him to the hospital to get his stomach pumped. And that's the worst thing. He yeah. was in jail, and then he went to get. He had both. Now, I, I think I think they gave given him some type of sedative or something. I, you know, you know, I don't, I don't even know. But Orange he, juice. He, that that to me that just has to be like the uh, the worst trip I've I've ever thought of. But this this article made me think of like. You know, you always read those reports of some idiot jumping off a fucking building thinking he can fly. Right. Or some moron, like, you know, drowning in a pool. And it's like, I, I read those stories, and I'm like, you know what? I am not sad at all. I feel no, no sympathy, no pathos for that guy whatsoever. It's a fucking moron. This retard died. And I, you know, he shouldn't ruin drugs for everyone else. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's almost like social Darwinism. It's just like survival of the fittest. The guy can't handle his drugs, jumped off a building. Okay, oh, sorry, one retard's dead. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not going to shed just, a tear. Pe people should just do like I used to do when I did acid and just curl up into a ball and wish I was dead. You know, I, I did, God, in my, like, I would never do acid now. Like, would no. you do acid at the age of uh, 30? Well, curling up into a ball and wishing I was dead sounds like really fun, but I've just had enough of that. I've, I've sown my acid oats. Well, you know, at the time, like when I was in high school, doing acid was great. It's like I lived in my parents' fucking basement. I had no worries. I had no yeah, concerns. That's it's just difference. like, let's go get all fucked up and then go back to my parents' house. Yeah. Now it's just like you start thinking about where you are in your life. You know, it's like, God, I haven't been laid in seven months. Taxes. Jesus, you know, I have all the these bills to pay. And, you know, it's just you have mental baggage accrues yeah. over time. And it's just like I think that would just detract from the uh, acid trip. 
But I, I was thinking about my, my time doing acid. It's like, I, I never did anything this stupid. I never did anything, like, violent. No. I never tried to, uh, you know, attack someone to, to I can't get a toll, you know, for crossing a bridge. So I, I, what leads me to believe is these people in this article had much better acid than I ever was able to attain. Yeah, better. It's hard to say whether it was better or worse, but stronger. Stronger. Definitely stronger. So on the sick and wrong scale, once again, this isn't entirely very sick. It's wrong. I'm going to have to give it probably, I don't know, 5.4. I was going to say 5.5, but maybe 5.6. 5.6. Okay. Well, There was we'll, violence involved. There was violence. I mean, the one dude got his ass kicked by the by the police officer. Right. And I imagine, you know, I wonder, like, you know how when you're on PCP, you have the strength of 10 men? If you're on acid, I wonder if, you know, can you fight on acid? I think you have the strength of a tenth of a man. <laughs> that was always my biggest fear is getting my ass kicked with a head full of acid, you know, just completely tripping and just getting the shit beat out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That'd probably Head-butted have to, by a soccer guy. That would rival the stomach pump. Yeah. If, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't trip with Zidane. No. You know, it's just I just wouldn't want to get headbutted in He's the chest. He's way too aggro. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's just way too angry. Well, uh, we invite the Sick and Wrong audience to vote on this. Sick and Wrong podcast, hotmail.com. Give us your vote, and you can decide who gets a case of beer. We've been getting a lot of emails from a lot of different people. And one of the questions we raised in podcast 27 last week was, do Europeans barbecue? And we, we received a number of emails from some people. This guy Tim said, yes, Europeans barbecue, but it rains all the damn time. So in Ireland, they end up eating, the, eating in the kitchen because the rain puts out the barbie. And he said that Australians and South Africans are the barbie kings. I don't know, man. You got to go to Texas and uh, prove that out. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I always thought Louisiana, know how to barbecue. The South. So um, this other guy here, uh, Stephen or Stefan, said that in uh, Britain they barbecue, but it's seldom they seldom do it because of the weather. And, A lot of uh, weather complaints. They mentioned that the 5th of November in Britain is Guy Fawkes Night, which they celebrate by drinking and setting off loads of fireworks. Sounds a lot like the 4th of July. Yeah. He was some dude who tried to blow up the House of Parliament. And I guess they have barbecues on Guy Fawkes Day. So I like how they celebrate that. <laughs> Yeah, so in answer to our yeah, it's it's kind it's of a funny. Holiday. We celebrate our independence from the Britain, right? From the but Brits, we don't you know? celebrate some guy trying to blow up the White House or you know a Congress. No, no. You know, I wonder if they do in Afghanistan. Do you think they celebrate nine <laughs> eleven? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't even want to go there. And uh, some other guy mentioned we are here. having a nine eleven barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're gonna have a barbecue for this. <laughs> no, you know I don't even want to go there. We we should move on. But yeah, I'd like to thank everyone for uh, clearing up that that matter. It was a mystery. We were wondering about that. And then finally, we received a, a funny article in the mail, which uh, totally cracked me up, and I just wanted to include it here. So someone by the name of Beef Curtains sent this to the Sick and Wrong Podcast hotmail address. Um. I don't know if Beef Curtains is a man or a woman. I'm hoping it's a woman. I don't know why. I'd like to snap my Slim Jim off into the Beef Curtains. <laughs> Dude, I bet you she's not hot. No, you're probably right. So uh, she sent this article. I guess this happened in Akron, Ohio yesterday. A smiling defendant was removed from a courtroom, and the picture is priceless. 
Right. We need to put this picture He's on the website. He's completely mugging for the camera and the jury and the judge. <laughs> mugging, I think, is the word. Dude, yeah. I don't even know if this guy's mugging. He's got his tongue out. He's smiling, having like a dandy of a time. Yeah, he looks like he's having a great time. Yeah, and he's sitting there, and he's being sentenced for murder. Yeah. So a murder defendant. What does he care? He loves life. <laughs> a murder defendant who wouldn't stop smiling was removed from the courtroom before being sentenced to death. He was being sentenced to death for killing his former girlfriend. During the trial, Clarence Fry laughed, smiled, and at one point shoved candy in his mouth during the testimony. <laughs> Where did he get candy? I don't understand I don't, that. I don't know. And they don't say what kind of candy. Was it I Skittles? Guess, you know, he's being, Laffy Taffy? He's being sentenced to death, and uh, uh, all the more reason to you know live it up while you can. <laughs> Enjoy every minute. Dude, I mean, he was having a great time. We'll put the um, picture on the website. Yeah, we have to. So Judge Patricia Cosgrove repeatedly warned him on Tuesday to stop smirking and making disparaging, disparaging remarks about the victim. When he did not comply, the judge ordered him out of the courtroom. He watched his sentence imposed through a video link. This is what she said, unquote, You're a pure psychopath in the full sense of the word. You have no conscience. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the sick and wrong mascot. And apparently that made that just cracked that guy up. Uh, Fry 46 of Akron, Ohio, was convicted of aggravated murder in the killing of Tamila Hardison, who was stabbed in front of her grandchildren. He never denied stabbing her, but said lesser charges were warranted because his actions were not premeditated. It was a crime of passion. But yeah, as he's we a passionate said, guy. He's a passionate he's a guy. He's a man of passions. Apparently, he has a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I just want to give some advice out to people. If you're being tried for murder, don't laugh. No. No. And I mean, candy is probably a bad idea, too. Just kind of sit there with a sullen look on what your face. What do you think face. he was eating, raisinets or a good place? I'm telling you, Laffy Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> Big League chewing gum. I don't know. Um, yeah, anyway. We need to wrap this up. Uh, stay tuned for Podcast 29. One thing before we get out of here, I want to mention thank you for voting on uh, Podcast Alley. You know, we had spoken briefly about it during the last show. At, uh, you know, you can vote for us on Podcast Alley or yeah. um, some of the other directories. Uh, iTunes, you can subscribe, subscribe to the show, leave a comment. Leave a comment. And, uh, dude, I mean, we had like 10 people suddenly like put all these comments and uh, votes for us on our page. Good job, listeners. So, yeah, I mean, the ultimate goal here is, so Podcast Alley ranks podcasts. It's like 1 through 10, make the top 10. Yeah, that's we, the holy grail. Dude, we have to get in that top 10. And I think it resets every month. So it's not like just some web, what some podcast gets established and you'll never knock them out. Every month it gets reset. So well, the reason there's a I chance wanted, we could get there. Well, the reason I want to get in the top 10 is because I think we have a better podcast than all those dudes such as Keith and the Girl or, uh, I don't know, Jimmy and fucking Betty Joe, whatever the fucking podcast. Right. There, Let's not all, even mention their names. Well, there's They're all that these bad. podcasts with like a guy and his fat wife, and they get on there and they talk about having sex or whatever, their mundane sex life. And it's people fucking are, bullshit slice of life shit. Dude, it's it like, satisfies it's like, the boyer yeah. and all the fucking the American podcast listening audience. Right. And you know what? I'm just sick of it. Those podcasts are boring. They don't talk about fucking people on acid trips beating the shit out of each other at golf clubs. Right. You know, they don't talk about derelicts drinking ethanol. Yeah. So we want to compete with them. So people keep voting for us. And uh, you know what? We'll, we'll try to come up with some type of incentive for you. A prize for the listeners. A prize for the listeners. Yes. Some type of premium content. We must do that. Yeah. So stay tuned for premium content <laughs> in uh, Podcast 29. That just sounds kind of strange. Yeah. But until next week, smell you later. Good night.